Do you have goals for your life? Do you want to grow in God? Join me as we deep dive into real and relevant strategies that ignite you to seek God and slay goals. Hey, y'all. Get ready for a discussion about life, business, relationships, and more, all from a biblical perspective. And I'm your host, Felicia L. Henry. Delaya, Lady Victory artist, and she currently serves as an executive pastor at House of Glory, Philadelphia, under the leadership of Apostles Nathaniel and Maisha Coe. Pastor Leia is also the co-founder and co-laborer of Move of God Ministries alongside her husband, Prophet David Artis. Her life has been dedicated to the service of God's people, young and old, through the demonstration of God's love. Pastor Leia has more than a decade of experience in the field of education. She currently serves as the Center Director for People for People Early Childhood Development Center. While she enjoys ministering to all, God has given her a special affinity for ministering freedom and deliverance to hearts and minds of women. She is a wife, mother, educator, entrepreneur, speaker, role model, and mentor. Mentor. In early 2017, God moved upon her heart to launch her Jewels for Gems movement, which is a multifaceted ministry that helps women of God, God's gems, discover that they are precious, rare, and extraordinary, which in turn empowers them to shine bright in all that they do. In July of 2019, she was charged by God to start the Warrior Wives and Women in Wait prayer ministry. Every Sunday evening, she leaves no stone unturned as she teaches on and skillfully wars in prayer regarding the real issues flowing from the hearts of women. She is the second born daughter of Reverend Dr. Herbert H. Less II and First Lady Vicki Lusk, who have served as the Shepherds of Greater Exodus Baptist Church in North Philadelphia for the last 37 years. She has been married for eight years to Prophet David Artis, and they are the proud parents of three young kings, David Judah, Israel Andrew, and Zion Paul. So ladies, let's receive Sister Leah, Lady Victory Artis. God bless you. God bless you. Felicia, I just want to honor you and I want to say thank you um, for putting all of this together um, for us. I have been blessed um, from day one all the way until today. So I'm Amen. just respecting God. It's all about him. It's not about us. So I'm going to just begin in prayer. Father, I thank you. I thank you for what you're doing in our midst. I thank you for the spirit of excellence that has been upon this leader and upon this conference. Father, I pray that your words would take root in the hearts of your women, that they would spring forth a great harvest, a harvest of spiritual and mental stability, a harvest of healthy bodies, minds, and souls. Father, we thank you for what you're doing in our lives. We thank you for making us a bit uncomfortable when you strip us of the things that we hold on that are so dear and give us what you desire for us to have. Father, our hands are open tonight to receive from you, oh God. Father, I put myself to the side and I ask that you would take over my mouth, oh God. Even invade my thoughts, oh God. Even tear up the script if it be your will, that if there's anything that's not like you, let it be destroyed tonight by fire. Father, I thank you that the lives of the women on this live that have been a part of of this conference will never be the same. We decree it so in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 
Hallelujah. God bless you guys. I am so excited to be here. And, 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 you know, Felicia said something that is so awesome. And she said that the power comes when you are authentic. And so I'm just going to be myself tonight. I'm going to do this how I normally do it. I, I enjoy my sister so much. Um, I have to do it the way that I do it so God can flow through me. So I'm going to put my music on if y'all don't mind. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm excited, y'all. And I got to tell you, all day, and whenever God gives me something that's like so powerful, and it's none of me, <laughs> something happens during the day that tries to stop me. I'm telling you, I got in an argument with two people. Tomorrow, I have to make some big decisions that are really going to change um, the trajectory of my business. And, and, and today, my son, I was in the hospital with him all day, out of nowhere, started throwing up last night, had a fever of 101, had to take him to the ER. Come to find out he has an inner and an outer ear infection. So the devil is a liar. I wasn't going to let anything stop me tonight. So we're just going to press in. I know that when all those things come up against me on a day that I got something to do, there is a word from the Lord on tonight. Hallelujah. So I'm here to talk about spiritual health and wellness. So when we think about health and wellness, a lot of times people leave the spiritual entity out of it but you can't do anything without god i don't know about y'all but i can't do anything apart from him so the most healthy behavior is to simply be authentic many of us we try to avoid our authentic behaviors because they seem like some of them are unhealthy some of the things that that god has given us that make us unique to other people seem like they're unhealthy behaviors but because you are in christ and because he is your creator Therefore, any man that is in Christ, he is a new creature. All things have passed away, and behold, all things have become brand new. That's 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. My God. So I don't know about you, but I can think about my journey to wholeness and, 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 and to spiritual health. And, and I can think about some things that had to pass away. I can think about some things that I had to throw away. I had to think about some things that had to be destroyed. And as I was in prayer last night, just, just, just thinking and asking the Lord uh, what to minister on in, in um, conjunction with what he had already given me, the Holy Spirit spoke this to me. He said, I am the only one who can add by subtracting. I am the only one that can add by subtracting. And I think if we think all the way back to the first night, when Dr. Chandra talked about some things and talked about how it's mental, physical, emotional, all of those things connected, then we know that there are some things that God has to begin to subtract from our lives in order for us to become our whole and healthy selves. As we begin to eat of God's word, the word of God, and no longer our flesh begins to dictate to our mind and our body what we need to become healthy. I'm going to say that again. As we grow in Christ, and as we begin to eat of his word, it's that word that then begins to dictate to us what we need. Because what you need is not what your sister needs. What you need is not what your husband needs. And sometimes we look at things that other people do that make them healthy and make them whole, and it's not contributing to our lives. So we want to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Once we're in him, then we begin to desire the things of Christ. A lot of things that God will influence us to do or that the Holy Spirit will influence us to do will be seen as unhealthy by the world. But it's actually extremely healthy. And it actually walks us down the road to spiritual health and wellness.
Let's take a look at seven behaviors that most people would think are unhealthy, but actually strengthen your spiritual health. The first one I want to talk about is anger. Yeah, yeah, I want to talk about anger tonight. Anger is something that many of us avoid expressing because it is often viewed as negative. Especially those of us, you know, women, women get a bad rap sometimes, especially black women, because they say you're angry, you're an angry black woman. But I decree and declare to you on tonight that God is going to use anger to get glory out of our lives. There has to be a time where you get sick and tired, where you develop a holy indignation, where you get angry about the boundaries that have been placed on your life, where you get angry about how somebody has talked about you or treated you or about an identity that somebody gives you. And in that anger, then we can begin to create boundaries. I think this is so important to our spiritual health because Genesis Dorsey talked candidly about the fact that life without boundaries is a life of poverty. So we got to begin to put boundaries in place. And sometimes anger has to happen in order for us to put those boundaries in place. I believe in order to be spiritually healthy and whole, you must have some godly anger. And I decree and declare tonight that God is kindling a fire within you, within every woman that's on this live tonight, that you get so angry and so downright sick and tired of living your life sick and broken. And you begin to walk into the wholeness and the health that God desires for you to have. Use that anger, use that indignation, and set out on a mission to dismantle every inappropriate situation that has caused you to suffer and not to flourish in the life that God desired for you to have. Ephesians 4 and 26 encourages us to be angry, but sin not. It's all right to be angry. Some stuff is going to make you upset. I don't know about you, but as I was reflecting over my life and listening to all the speakers this week, I began to get angry with the position that I'm in in certain areas of my life. Without that anger, the change never comes. Without that anger, the boundaries never get set. And we begin to continue in the patterns that are causing us to be unhealthy. So we're breaking free of that tonight. Amen. The Father wants to teach us to embrace the anger and put that energy to a positive use. It is when we deny our anger and when we avoid that it exists that we turn to even more unhealthy behaviors such as rage, bitterness, depression. Yeah. Have you ever seen somebody that you know is angry? but they will not say it. It's unhealthy to keep that kind of stuff in. Sometimes you gotta let it out. Yes, that made me angry. You should not have done that. That offended me. And I gotta let you know about it. Bitterness, bitterness, bitterness. If we hold on to our anger and don't express it, it becomes bitterness. So I come tonight to pluck up all the seeds of bitterness that have been left in our hearts from emotions that we never expressed, from things that we never said bothered us because we were afraid of offending somebody else. I dare you to get angry in your life sometime and allow God to show you how to do that properly. Oh, there's a reason for godly anger. And I'm telling you, it's a gift from God. 
So for those of you that are just joining us, I'm talking about seven behaviors that people think are unhealthy, but actually contribute to our spiritual health. And the first one was allowing ourselves to experience anger. Number two, being lost. Being lost. Yeah, you heard me right. Being lost. Have you ever felt lost? Or felt like you lost your sense of direction? It's a horrible place to be for some of us, but I'd like to tell you tonight that sometimes the only way to be found is when you're lost. The only way to be found is when you're lost. Oh yes, in lost moments, we begin to pay attention to the moment and to the fact that there are many times that our human instincts are just useless. We find ourselves in situations where we are in relationships and we're saying, how did I get here? I lost myself. I lost my identity. My God. It's in the times and the moments that we're lost that pride dies. And we have no choice but to humble ourselves and do what? Ask the Father for help. You see, if we're never lost, then we never can identify our own shortcomings. We can never identify the fact that we need God to place our feet on the right direction. If you've ever been lost in a big city or if you've ever been out of town and you've been lost, more than likely you made some wonderful discoveries while finding your way back to your path. And I come to encourage you tonight that the same is true with our lives. Be okay with knowing that life is a journey in which we have to lose to gain. There's some stuff that we will never gain if we don't lose. My God, Luke 19 and 10 says, for the son of man came to seek and save the lost. If you're not counting yourself in that number, then you're not counting yourself as the, as, the, as the son of God seeking to find you. I don't know about you, but I want to be counted among those that, 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 God died, that, that God sent his only son to die for. I want to be counted among those that, that, that are, are the one that he'll go after. Don't you know that if you never get lost, you'll never experience certain levels of God's love. It's our ability to find ourselves in uncomfortable situations that allows us to, allows him to come and seek for us. Allows him to find us right where they, we are. It is in a lost state that we discover things about ourselves. God begins to show us some hidden talents, some things that we didn't know was there. We begin to meet people and friends and allies who ordinarily we would never come in contact with. I'm telling you, some of the greatest people that I met in college were people I met when I was lost trying to find my way to go to class or trying to find a building or trying to find something that I was looking for. You can make great discoveries in the lost place. Being lost now does not mean that you'll be lost forever. That's another thing. Your lost state can be temporary. It simply means that you're taking your time to find your way and also allowing the world around you to give input into the path that God has chosen for you. Often it takes God's divine strategy of allowing us to get lost, 
for him to give us divine input that we would have never dreamed of asking for. Once he sets us on the path that we're supposed to be on, that's when we make the discovery of who we are. I don't know about you, but I know that this is the season that God is reintroducing me. I had to lose my old identity for him to introduce me to who he called me to be. I just came out of a season of two years of loss. I could talk to you about it for so long. I'm telling you. But once I lost the person that I thought I wanted to be, once I lost the opinions of others, once I got lost in his word and in his will for my life, that's when he was able to get the glory out of my life. <laughs> so allow God to find you in your lost place and set you on the path that he desires for you to have. Number three, crying. Crying. Just give yourself permission to cry. Oh, so many of us, we try to bottle up our feelings. We don't deal with things in real time. Crying like anger is a healthy human emotion. It's a response to certain situations. I don't know about you, but I'm concerned about somebody that never cries. I'm concerned about somebody that doesn't allow themselves to feel. Although none of us would ever want to be crying all the time, I think it is important that we honor those times in life that bring us to tears. We gotta honor that moment. We gotta learn how to embrace that time where we're uncertain, where we're crying about some things that didn't go our way. Those tears can be tears of loss, and they also can be tears of joy. When we cry, it helps our psyche unleash energy that if we were to hold on to it, it would cause us to become toxic and rigid. Don't allow yourself to become rigid. Don't allow yourself to become emotionless. Some of us, we wear this armor on the outside of us that, that prevents God's love from penetrating our hearts deeply the way he desires to give it to us. Because of our hurt, because of our rejection, because of our fears, we begin to clothe ourselves in this armor that doesn't allow God's grace to penetrate, that doesn't allow God's love to flow freely the way he wants it to. I ask you and I dare you in this season to give yourself permission to cry. Psalms 126 and 5 tells us that those that sow in tears shall reap in joy. Some of y'all, if you like me, you got a big harvest of joy coming on the way. Allow yourself to sow so that you can reap. Psalms 126 and 6 says, he who goes out weeping, Bearing seed for sowing shall come home with shouts of joy and bring sheaves with him. Those of you that have been crying in this season, on your way to finding spiritual help and wholeness, on your way to breaking free from the things that have held on to you for so long, I just want to encourage you that your harvest is on the way. <laughs> you have watered it. You have weathered the storm. You have gone through some things that have tried to take you under. But I'm telling you tonight that your harvest is on the way. The next behavior I want to talk about is being alone. 
This is a big one. This is a big one. And by the world standards, we measure who we are. We measure our validity by how many followers we have, by how many people we surround ourselves with. But I'm telling you tonight that being alone is not a negative thing. It's true that there are some situations where a person isolating themselves may be a reason for concern. But there are times where it's a chance for you to draw close to the Father. I urge you tonight to get comfortable with being alone with God. Sometimes there is nothing, and the Lord spoke this to me in the beginning of this year. There are some things that we are facing that it doesn't matter how many words we get. It doesn't matter how many things people try to speak over our lives. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because nothing is going to help you except for being alone with God. Nothing but the presence of God is going to fill that hole or that, that place that you're in need of filling. We try to fill it with having company. We try to fill it with talking to our friends. But, but God is calling for us. In order for us to be spiritually whole and healthy, we must begin to spend time with God. If you find yourself in a forced alone time, be okay with it. Some of us are alone not by choice, but there are storms in life that come along and they take those that we love so dearly. That's a forced time where God is allowing you to be in a place where he's the only one that can minister to you. The last two years of my life have been a time where God began to strip and dismantle every person that I held on to to give me comfort, every person that I looked to for wisdom, every person that I made my, that I, that I kind of measured my importance by having around me. If you're feeling the need to be alone, trust God and honor that time. In some situations, the most healthy thing you can do is be by yourself with God. I think one of the most popular scriptures that we hear is, you know, write the vision, make it plain, write it on the tables. But a lot of times we skip the preceding verse. And it says in Habakkuk 2 and 1, I will take my stand at my watch post and station myself on the tower that I may look out and see what he will say to me and what my answer is concerning my complaint. There wasn't anybody else up on that tower with him when he was listening to see what God was going to say. Sometimes in order for you to get the answer to the things that have been plaguing your heart, the questions that you've been struggling to find answers to, you got to spend some time alone with God. Busyness and company oftentimes causes you to miss the answer for your questions. Mm, number five, not listening. Oftentimes people are saying, you're not even listening to me. You're not even listening to me. But guess what? Sometimes it's good to not listen. Sometimes God puts you in a place and in a season where listening to somebody else's opinion could cause you to forfeit everything God has given you. We can't walk this Christian walk without suffering. The word of the Lord says that when you suffer with God, you shall reign with him. 
So many times, you know, people who love us, people who mean us well, I'm talking about parents, I'm talking about sisters, I'm talking about best friends, they will see you in a season where God is transitioning you to do some things that you may never have done before. And they see the pain and the, and the trial that, that you're going through to be able this, uh, to, to, to reach this place that God has taken you. They see you going through the fire and they don't want you to be hurt. They don't want you to struggle. They don't want you to experience some of the things that God has already ordained for you to go through. I'm trying to tell you tonight to stay right there in the fire. Some things that we go through, we never get to the other side unless we go through them. I'm asking you tonight that if you are praying to ask God to stop a storm, please stop. Guess what? <laughs> Some storms come to prove to you who you are. They come to prove to your enemies who you are. They come to prove to those that you're called to who you are. You got to go through it. You can't go under it. You can't go around it. You have to go through it. And in order to go through it, sometimes we got to shut our ears to those that are giving us advice. Some advice is good advice, but it's not God advice. You have to keep your eye on the promises of God and keep your ear fixed to the vision that he's speaking to you. Sometimes life requires you to ignore and tune out other voices who may not understand or may not be in alignment with what God's vision is for your life. I had to walk through some very public disappointments in this last year of my life. And a lot of people had a lot of things to say about what was going on. But I understand that I had to listen to the voice of God, no matter how hard it was, no matter how excruciating the place that I'm in has me feeling I had to go through it. People like to say that you're not who you are because of what you've gone through, but I'm coming tonight to disprove that lie. Sometimes God is trying to give you authority in a certain area and you only can gain that authority once you've gone through it. I put something on Facebook today and I said, those of you that have experienced misery in a certain area of your life, it's right there in the place of misery that he's revealing to you your ministry. It's right there in the place of misery. Listen, I know that God has called my husband and I to do some things with marriage. But guess what? Our marriage has to go through the fire in order for me to tell somebody about the goodness of God. If I don't know that, then I quit at the first sign of trouble. If I don't know that, then I throw in the towel. Some of you, you're called to bring deliverance and healing to women and men that have been abused. And you're saying, Lord, why so much pain? Why did I have to be abused? Every person that you sent me to protect me has taken advantage of me. Why? Don't listen to the voices of those that tell you to abandon your promise. Your promise is on the other side of that pain. It's on the other side of what you have been going through. 
The fire didn't come to kill you, but it came to refine you. The storm didn't come to blow you away. It came to uncover you. My God. So you have to make sure that you don't listen to those voices. You have to make sure that in order to keep yourself on a path to spiritual wellness and healthiness, you have to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. John 14, 26 says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring that to your remembrance, all I have said to you. There's some things that you're not even going to be able to hear until you go through certain things. Mm. Being alone takes away idols. Not listening to the voices of others takes away idols. There was a time in my life where God had me even not even in the assembly. I was actually not even going to worship services. And it was in that private time with God that I learned his voice better than I ever had in my whole life. We're so conditioned to repeat cycles that we see our family members go through, that we see other people going through. You got to walk your own authentic journey. You got to strip yourself bare of the things that you held on to for comfort. I'm telling you, it wasn't until God got me alone and until I learned to close the my ears to the voices of other people that I discovered who I was. I'm telling you, I spent more than 20 years of my life walking in an identity that God did not give me. Y'all want to be free tonight. You got to hear the word of the Lord. It's time for us to begin to examine ourselves. Who am I? Why has God allowed me to go through this? Why does it seem like those that, that love me so much that in the last season, their voice meant so much. Now I can't even hear them. I got to a point where, where listening to certain ministers turned my stomach. God had to put me in a place where all I could hear was his voice. Be sensitive to the spirit to maintain your spiritual wellness. Your health depends on hearing the voice of the Lord. Number six, breaking the rules. Breaking the rules, breaking the rules. See, see people who put rules in place will not want you to break them. But many times rules are put in place to control you. Many times rules are put in place by people who can see very well who you are and they come against you with rules to stop you from going forward. Many times rules are put in place by those that, that they say, oh wow, if she really begins to break the rules and understand who she is, she's going to be greater than me. Watch out, y'all. You will begin to see God's hand move in your life like never before when you begin to break the rules. Oh my God, breaking the rules at times can improve your life as well as the lives of others. How many people do we see in history? Consistently we see people who did the opposite, who went against the grain that changed life for all of us even now. Oh, when I think about the Bible, I think about some of my favorite rule breakers. I think about JL. <laughs> JL was a liar. She had to lie. But what she ended up doing is she, 
and, and she was a liar and she was a murderer. And she murdered the man that held her people captive for more than 20 years. Sometimes God will give you some tactics that seem to be ruthless in order for him to achieve something great in your life. I'm telling you, God will cause you to use some tactics that are not celebrated by those in the world. They're not celebrated by those that put these rules in place to keep you in line. Mm, another one of my rule-breaking friends is the woman with the issue of blood. Her name is not even mentioned. But her issue was so great that it caused her to break protocol and run and touch the garment of Jesus. How many of you are willing to break out of your place in line? To break out of the place that man said you should be in? To break out of the stigmas that have been put on your mind? to break into the things that God has designed for you. You got to break out of man's standards in order to break into who God called you to be. And once you break in that identity, then you can break through. Break the rules. Break in and then break out. I'm telling you that there are some people that are called to your voice that are waiting for you to break the rules. Go ahead and break them. God has given us permission to break the rules. The rules that have been put in place by man. I'm telling you, even with us being here on this live tonight, we're breaking the rules. I don't know about you, but I was brought up in a place where women didn't have a voice to speak about God's word. And God said, because you've been obedient to me, you are breaking down generational barriers and curses that have held the women in your family captive for so many years. I'm telling you, it's time to break the rules. It's time to break out of every false identity. It's time to break out of the comfortable place. It's time to break out of things that people have put on you to keep you in line with what their will is for you, with what they desire for you to be, with their self-serving agendas. It's time to break the rules. I'm, ex I'm, I'm excited about what you rule breakers are gonna do after this summit, I'm telling you. It's only just the beginning. It's only just the beginning of what God has called you to do. When you begin to break yourself out of a place of confinement, break yourself out of every box that man try to put you in, every stereotype, I come to break it tonight in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Number seven, not fitting in. Not fitting in is one of the healthiest things you can do. People, they ask me sometimes, you know, when I go to minister, they're like, oh, do you know so-and-so? And do you know? No, no, I don't know them. I don't run in, in, in church circles. I don't hang with everybody that's popular. A lot of those people, they say one thing and they live another way. God has called us higher. I'm not bragging, y'all, because I had to get to this place where I wanted to live what I'm talking about. That's where the power comes in. There are some people that can preach to me all day long, but I know what they do in their secret place. Ask God to give you wisdom to discern whether or not this is somewhere that I need to be. Is this spiritual food that I need to eat? Is this person abiding by what they're telling me? 
Am I feeling uncomfortable for a reason? I get in some environments, I can't even sit longer than 20, 10, 15 minutes. I gotta go. I refuse to fit in. I refuse to fit in. And not fitting in can be awkward, it can be painful. I never fit in, I'm gonna be honest with you, I never fit in. And I can remember growing up and kind of, I developed a little quicker than all the other girls. And, you know, I, I went to school in, in King of Prussia, for those of you that are, that are in Philly. So, you know, I had a bunch of white colleagues that, that, that were as skinny as a rail. And here I am, you know, with all of this and all of that. And, and I just was different. I flowed different, you know. Most of the kids that were black, they, they were, um, you know, just, just different. I, I, I just was different and I never fit in. And for some time in my life, I did try to fit in, but it didn't work. And I think a lot of you will find that no matter how hard you try to go with the crowd, God will not allow you to. And that's because he's called you higher. You don't fit in. Allow your life to be a light. Allow your life to be a written epistle for all men to read. You can even be in a season where you don't fit in with the people that even live under your roof. You talking about uncomfortable? You talking about awkward? I'm telling you, do, do not compromise and do not fit in. God has called you to be an innovator. God has called you to be a groundbreaker. God has called you to be a trailblazer. The, the, the path that you're walking has not been walked before. He has given you such a divine wisdom, such a distinct uniqueness. He has birthed you into an awkward place. Oh, I look at King David and I look at how the family didn't even call him to be considered for one of those that would have been king. Who, not the runt, not the one that tends to the sheep, not the little half brother. He don't even got the same daddy and mommy we got, same daddy we got, same mama. Some of y'all have been called to be peculiar. God has pulled you out and singled you out for a reason. Don't fight that unique place. Walk in your unapologetic, unique place that God has designed for you to be in. When we fit in, it's usually because of our thoughts and our imaginations have been shut down. Because we begin to take on the mindset and the thoughts of those around us instead of identifying with what God has placed inside of us. I don't know about you, but there are times when I have been in a situation where I'm, I'm saying something, but I'm hearing something different. I was so excited when I got to the place that what I was hearing, I began to speak out of my mouth. That's when I began to feel more comfortable in the uncomfortable place. That's when I began to uncover the things that God had placed inside of me that were so unique, that were so genius. I think Genesis said we need to put some respect on our name by, by embracing our genius. There's some things in us that God has only given you to do. Jesus, I thank you. I thank you for the unique gifts that are on this line tonight. God, I thank you that this is the day that they begin to walk in and embrace the peculiar place. Oh, God, that 2 Peter 9 and 10 begins to be evident in their lives. Father, I thank you that they are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. 
that you may declare the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Royalty. Begin to even start talking like that with your children. Embrace that unique thing, that royal priesthood that you come from. You are a daughter of the king. I'm telling you that that being out of our comfort zone, that not fitting in, creates fertile ground for new ideas and new ways of thinking. It creates fertile ground for harvest of innovation to come forth. Not only are we called to change our community, but we're called to change our whole, our, our whole field. Those of us who are in a specific field, some of the things that God has called you to will change the, the way things will be done for years to come, not only by you, but by those that are coming behind you. You have been called to discover something great. Embrace the fact that God has called you to not fit in. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. July 25th was very specific for me because it was, a, I celebrated a year that I had been obedient to God for something that he called me to. Not what he called David and I to do, not what he called, you know, Pastor Lust's daughter to do. No, what God told me specifically to do. And in order to get to that place, I had to walk through some very hard things. I'm telling you, I was crying on my bathroom floor, holding my three-month-old son, because everything that I had thought made me who I was was crumbling. And it wasn't until I began to walk through that place, it wasn't until I began to be okay with the fact that I was angry, that I allow God to give me words to put to my anger, that I begin to move my feet behind that, 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 that godly indignation, that I begin to make an impact not only in my life, but in the lives of those that God had called me to. It wasn't until I settled in that place of being lost that God found me and found everything. I had to settle in the place of being lost so God could give me what he desired for me. I had to lose everything that I thought I put in place to name myself, to celebrate myself. The stuff that I built with my own hands had to be destroyed. It wasn't until I allowed myself to cry about the things that caused me to be damaged allowed myself to have a very human emotional response to the hurts that I had endured time after time by those that were supposed to hurt, to love me, by those that were supposed to protect me, that I began to reap in joy. <laughs> it wasn't until I embraced the season of being alone that I drew closer and closer to God that I began to hear his voice like never before. It was when I had nobody that I learned who I was. I'm telling you, I thank God for every trial, every test, every fire that I had to walk through. Hear me tonight. The fire is not here to destroy you, but it's here to refine you. The fires in your life have come to reintroduce you to put you on display. 
not for men to see, but for God to get the glory out of your life. Mm. It wasn't until I began to stop listening to those that had an opinion for everything that God was telling me to do. I even had to endure uh, um, some financial withdrawal. Some people will begin to withdraw financial support from you because you're not doing what they told you to do. Yeah, y'all know what I'm talking about. And guess what? God will provide. But we don't get to know him as the provider until we lose everything. We don't get to know him as the healer that causes us to be spiritually healthy and wealthy until we lose something. Until we're sick with our own desires and sick with the, with the things that people try to place on us that we find our health and our wealth in him. That's when we secure our spiritual wellness. It wasn't until I started breaking the rules just a little bit that I began to receive great rewards from the Father. We get so stuck in a place of what man can do for us, but you'll never know him to be great until you allow him to be all you have. I'm telling you, there were many nights where I cried out and I said, God, I can't even go to my father. I can't go to my husband. I can't go to my sister. My best friend left me. Lord, I don't know what to do. All I have is you. And it was in that time that he began to reveal to me what was on the inside. He began to show me that the things that I was holding on to for dear life, I didn't even need. There's some stuff that you have been holding on to that is causing you to literally be sick. If you're serious about allowing God to heal you, if you're serious about wholeness, if you're serious about spiritual wealth, you got to let go of what you thought and allow God to change the direction of your path. It wasn't until I identified with the fact that I would never fit in that I begin to stand out. Be okay with that. Be a standout in this season. And if we begin to walk through and do these seven things that other people may view as unhealthy, I'm telling you, you will be the healthiest and the strongest spiritually, physically, and emotionally that, that you've ever been. You'll begin to take risks and begin to step out You'll begin to create businesses that will begin to break the spell of poverty over your life. You'll begin to stop working according to the curse. You'll begin to stop filling your mouth and allowing your stomach to rule your life. You'll begin to reach out for help with your psychological needs. You'll begin to not be concerned with what others think about you going to see your therapist you will begin to walk into the place that God has prepared for you. The wealthy place, the wealthy place, the place of abundance, the place of life and life more abundantly. See, some of us, we haven't been living. We've just been existing. God is shaking us loose tonight. God is shaking us loose all every night this week. He has been breaking the foundations that we have built for ourselves and allowing us to stand on his rock, to, to insert scripture into every area of our lives. The more we begin to eat of his word, the stronger we'll become, the healthier we'll be. My God, and I'm going to close with this scripture. John 3 verses 1. John 3, I'm sorry, 1 and 2. 
It says, Beloved, I pray that all may go well with you and that you may be in good health as it goes well with your soul. Thank you for tuning in to the Seek God Slay Goals podcast. Stay connected with us on Facebook and Instagram at Seek God Slay Goals.